Hi everyone, welcome back to the podcast. This is In My Twenties with me, your host, Bookie Smart Sliman. And today I'm very excited, again, always, to talk about a topic that just is on the forefront of everyone's mind in your 20s. The minute you even turn 20, it's, I don't know what changes, but I feel like something changes and you'll start to think about money. So today we're going to talk about money, success, um, how we should be thinking about money in our 20s. I'm going to share a little bit about my journey. Some of you might know that I started Save, Spend, Invest um, when I was 21, I want to say. So I had just started working. I was trying to figure out this whole, you know, the balance between working and living and spending and enjoying your money, but planning for the future, marriage and kids and just trying to live my best life, right? That was the hit phrase back then. Um, so we're going to talk about it all. As always, I'm going to read an excerpt from a newsletter. This one is actually unreleased. So I hope that you guys enjoy it. If you haven't already, please do subscribe, share, comment, like. You guys know the works. Um, put your comments in the chat as well. I will leave the show notes to my newsletter if you haven't already seen that. And yeah, let's get into it. So this newsletter is actually called Success is Repetition. And it goes like this. You have to see what's possible to be able to dream it, but also achieve it. Show up over and over again until you hit gold. Sometimes life is about throwing all your darts on the board and hoping to get a bullseye. The more you throw, the better your chances of hitting the bullseye. And of course, once you've hit it once, the chances of you doing it again exponentially increases. Don't give up on your dreams too soon. Hang in a little while longer. Refresh the vision. Dream about it. Write about it. Tell people about it. Be excited over it. You see, I don't believe in really like gatekeeping, keeping things to your chest, holding your cards way up high that no one can see them. Sometimes sharing an idea with someone is the best thing that can happen to you because someone else can actually join faith with yours to bring it to life, introduce you to a potential business partner or life partner, and just help in more ways than you can actually see. Trust that no one else can execute your dream the way you do because only you have your one of one DNA. You might see an example of the dream that you have, a so-called copy or something very similar, but it was not done by you, so it can never be the same. And you're not necessarily competing against the other person supposedly living your dream, right? You're competing against yourself. The past you is competing against the present you who is waging war for the future you. You're not jealous because someone else got to be where you think you want to be, you're inspired. Yes, you too can do it too. Yes, it's great to see that what you want does exist and can exist in all of its glory. Yes, there's a lot of demand for it. And yes, there'll be people for you too because the sky is wide enough for everyone. Trust your guts that you too can have your dream realized, that your hope is not just quiet and within, but can also be out and about, seen and heard and celebrated. And always, always trust the timing of your life and the timing of the vision. You see, your gifts will make room for you, so you have to cultivate it often. But it's your character, it's your attitude, your zeal that will actually keep you in the room. It's your ability to turn lemons into lemonade that will take you from being in the room to the reason why people are also 
in the room. Everyone has a dream. Everyone has an opportunity to do something that has never been done before, but only a few have the courage to actually pursue it with reckless abandon. Of course, trials and tribulations will come. You guys already know this by now. But they don't block the blessing. They become part of it. They become part of your story of how I made it. They help you appreciate the journey in a unique way that no one else can or will. When they're screaming your name in billboards and wondering, how did you get here? Who's this person? Where did they come from? You get to say, guys, I'm not new to this. I'm true to this. And if you're among the lucky few who strike gold young and fast, it's the character you've built in the waiting season and other things that will determine how far you go. Some will go fast, some will go far, and only a few will do both. I've been thinking about this generation of young people, especially in their 20s, who have access to so much and whose lives can change with one viral moment that they may not have even tried so hard to make viral. I find it both incredibly surreal and scary. I often wonder how people feel about the things like that, especially if they haven't yet built those systems, both supports and emotional systems to handle that instant fame and limelight. If they can truly value and appreciate the way things have now become, mostly as a result of a little luck, a little chance, and maybe a sprinkle of hard work. But I won't lie, sometimes I do want to take the easy way out too and get to where I want to be as fast as possible. But these days, I'm enjoying the come-up stories of people a lot more. Quick success isn't nearly as gratifying as the hustle. And though I don't encourage hustling as a lifestyle, neither do I think God wants us to hustle, I can still appreciate and see the glory in the slow ascent of things, yes, even of people. So that excerpt is about success, right? And I want to ask you, if you're listening to this podcast, what your definition of success is right now. So take a minute or two, maybe pause this video, or if you're listening on audio, pause it. Think about what success really means to you, right? Because I think that there's so many definitions and variations, as they should be. There should be a different definition of success for each person. But the question is, do you know what yours is and how much of that vision of success drives your everyday? Are you driven by money? Is that your vision of success? When you hit X amount in income a year, then you're going to find that you are successful because you're able to buy nicer things, travel more, maybe give more, invest more, save more, spend more. Or is your goal maybe a softer, quieter, simple life where you just have money rolling in, but you don't really want to think about it? Regardless of where our definition of success comes from, I think a lot of the issues that people in their 20s struggle with is this notion of money, having it, making it, earning it, what to do with it, talking about it, not talking about it, being awkward about it right? A lot of which is actually defined by our backgrounds, our parents, how we grew up, and even where we're at right now. So I'll give you some context about my money story and how I got to where I am today. My parents are both in the financial services um, industry. So my dad is insurance and 
has been a CEO practically all of my life um, of an insurance company. My mom was a pension consultant. Well, she was in insurance as well. And then she moved to being a pension consultant. And then she um, became her own boss and started doing consulting for different companies and just living her best life. Between both of my parents, I want to be like them when I grow up. Um, they are truly my role models and inspirations. And with good reason too, because when I was growing up, my dad would never say we're rich, we're comfortable. Um, he would tell me, my dad, about the story of him buying his first property with my mom and the mindset it took because my dad grew up in the village. My mom was a city girl. Um, they went to the same university, even though they didn't meet. And seeing the kind of drive and zeal that both my parents have, even from the different backgrounds, more than inspiring, it's actually like, I need to study this. Like, how did this actually come to be? So my dad would say he came from humble beginnings. My mom was a little, you know, had a little nice cush background. She used to travel. Her parents were well-to-do. They were entrepreneurs as well, owning their own companies, um, Fun fact, my mom's dad was also in insurance. So funny that she married an insurance guy. Um, from growing up, our parents would always, always tell us, we're not rich, we're comfortable. And my dad would always tell us about the value of like working hard and praying harder and always making us know the value of everything that we had. So the cars we drove, when we were able to travel, okay, this travel is not just because daddy goes to work and mommy goes to work and gets a good job, but because we are in our jobs making an impact and therefore we're adding value. And that value is what we are seeing in terms of being able to travel and we're people of faith, you know, in my household. So my parents 100% believe that God rewards and that some things in life are gifts, like my ability to write and speak and communicate are gifts, I believe. And some other things are blessings. Like when I look at how full my life is, the kind of friends that I have, the things that I own, what I'm able to do, just the person I am, I know that those are blessings from God. And so my dad will often talk about how, like I read, your gifts make room for you, but there are other things that only blessings from God can actually help you achieve or get. And so with money, we never had to worry about money by God's grace um, because we're comfortable. <laughs> but we always saw that money was important a lot of decisions in life are based on money. And especially when you get into your twenties and you're independent and you're trying to find, just find out a bit more about life and how you want to show up in life and what kind of work you want to do and the impact and the meaning, money is going to play a big part of that. And so for me, my parents didn't necessarily like prioritize or focus too much on like getting money and making money and growing money. It was more so money is a tool that allows you to do things. Money is a tool that allows you to get from A to B. It allows you to accomplish your dreams. It allows you to take care of your family. It allows you to have a good life, a life that God wants you to have. Um, where I think a lot of people sometimes struggle with money is not talking about it and not educating yourself about it. So I would say that my parents, um, even though they came from different backgrounds, by the time they got married, I think they were very intentional and very clear on what money meant to them and what money was going to mean to us as a family and the values that um, we're going to have as a family and how money was going to play a part in all of those things.
So all of that backstory, right, meant that I didn't grow up thinking about money. I wasn't scared of it. I wasn't in pursuit of it. I just thought, okay, money is a tool used to get you things in life, good things, help people, um, give to church, give to God, all of those things money can do for you. And so when I got into university, that was the first time that I was quote unquote independent um, or started thinking about money from an independent point of view. So I was getting an allowance from my dad. And funny enough, when I was going to uni, I, I expected them to give me a talk of like, here is money and here's what you should be doing and not be doing. But I didn't really get that. I think my dad had trusted that he instilled the values um, of you know, just good values in me that was going to hopefully be able to figure out how to spend well and, 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 you know, just use money well. Um, but I didn't even need a talk from them because their lives reflected the values that they, you know, that they have. And so it was actually one of my good friends, Vanessa, that before I went to uni might've been the weekend before. And she was just talking to me about like, wow, you're actually going to start getting pocket money and allowance. So what are you going to do with it? And I was so excited to finally be, you know, have the ability to like shop by myself and just have like my own money. Um, and she was like, okay, so we're like, what are you going to save? And I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> like I can save to buy a new shoe at the end of the month. Is that what she's talking about? She was like, no, no, no. Like you need to have savings that you don't really touch or that you are saving for something long-term. And that was so foreign to me because even though I had seen my parents like save for houses or save for properties or save for a business, I didn't know what that meant for me. And I think everybody has to kind of figure out their own money journey. Um, but yeah, so I spoke to my friend. She convinced me to like save 10% of my allowance every single month. And yeah, that was it really. I did actually start off doing that. But then I kind of went left at some point and I started using the money to buy clothes because I was saving towards that. So I was saving, but it was not towards anything meaningful. Um, and then I had an event in my second year that was like a fashion and music thing that was in Lagos um, in 2014. And it was me and my mom's production. And it was just a fantastic idea that I had during summer. My mom just ran all the way through with it. And that, um, get, that got all of us in a lot of, um, finances just thinking about it a lot more because like how are we going to fund the project how much do we want to make what is a good profit margin are we going to get investors business partners all of these things and so that actually ran me dry <laughs> I don't even think my parents were um aware of how much like broke I was after that event because I think we just about broke even but by the time we paid all the people who had helped us in putting the whole show together we yeah I basically was like I'm at rock bottom. And at that point, I was two years or nearly a year and a half into uni. So I didn't really want to ask my parents for money. I just thought I would kind of figure it out. And for about a month, I could not figure it out. <laughs> I was literally like living on noodles and begging my mom all the way from Nigeria to order me Chinese and getting pizza and having it stretch as like lunch over a week or so. Um, it was, it was a hustle. It really was a hustle. But after that month end, 
I remember thinking like, oh my God, I never want to feel this way again. Like being broke is actually not great. Like it's not, it's not a humble brag. There's nothing great about being broke. It actually sucks really bad. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, something has to change. So I spoke to my other friend and he actually introduced me to Robert Kiyosaki and gave me the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And that was when practically my whole life changed. I read that book and honestly, by the time I got my next allowance, I promise you I was like saving, I had gone from saving like 10% to like 30 or 40%. I was so convinced with, oh my gosh, the possibility um, that money can give you and how to build generational wealth and think about generational wealth. And then, yeah, that's really how I got into it. I started saving. By the time I was graduating from uni, I started thinking more about investing um, now that I was earning a salary. And then I started Save, Spend, Invest to kind of document that journey. So that's really been my money story. Filled with ups and downs. There were definitely a lot of things I did wrong. Um, but I think that hopefully I learned to do it right earlier on. And I think that sometimes what scares people about thinking about money is maybe even the fact that we don't have enough or we think we don't have enough, right? In our twenties, we're starting out. Things are not how they used to be for our parents. They're really not. Um, what a hundred thousand naira or a hundred pounds could get you 20 years ago, um, when our parents had us, it's just not the same. And so it almost feels like we are running towards a goal that almost keeps moving every time and that can push people to do certain things when it comes to money that can push you to have fear with money because you don't have enough and so you, it's just like everything you get you want to spend all the time you don't want to keep any of it because tomorrow is not promised and well you know it's money it goes and it comes and we will figure it out um it can push you to hoard money right i've met a lot of people who did not grow up well off and they start working and getting some money and they're so scared of spending it um, so that they don't end up in debt or so that they don't overspend or they've just never really known how to spend money. And so they hoard money, right? Which is also not great. And then there are people who they, they're just looking for ways to earn more and get more. And that can also drive you towards one burnout by just doing the most. You want to do everything so you can get the bag, but actually you're putting your physical health at risk. Maybe you are not sleeping well. You are not taking care of yourself well. Um, so all of these things, I think a lot of people deal with in their twenties, but I think that what we really should be prioritizing is educating ourselves with money what to do with it how can we make more how can we earn more how can we grow wealth and sustainably too because working six jobs is not the brag that you think it is it's really not it's not the flex that you think it is it's actually it, you have to ask yourself like what is really driving that like is that actually healthy like are you just trying to make ends meet or are you actually spending above your means to prove something to people who really maybe don't even care about you um you know, trying to keep up with the Joneses or because now with social media, we have access to people's lives and you think what they have is almost what you want to have. But are those really your dreams? Are those really your goals? Like you see someone buying a property and you think, oh my gosh, I should be buying a property in my twenties. I mean, it's fantastic if you can afford to, but sometimes it's better for you to rent. It's more financially sustainable for you to rent than save up every penny or borrow money that you don't have to therefore incur in debt and then 
buying a property that you can't actually keep up with because guys let me tell you okay because i do have a property that i own buying a property has so many costs that people don't tell you about sure maybe your mortgage can actually be cheaper than your rent but by the time you're thinking about maintenance by the time you're thinking about service charge by the time you're thinking about fixing boilers if anything breaks it is your responsibility and for a lot of people who end up just buying a property because is something they should do in their 20s they're not ready for those actual financial responsibilities like it is not just a flex that you put on social media that is going to actually be the reality that you see every day because once all is said and done once the post is up once all the comments come in once that is all gone you're going to have to sit with yourself and look at your budget and go damn can i actually afford to have a dinner for my birthday next month can i actually afford to gift a friend a present um on an accomplishment can i actually just afford to live without a burden because a lot of people who get things that they don't need um because something else is driving them to it they can't they can't live it's like you have a cloud hanging over your head and you have to actually get away from it so i think that the things that we should be prioritizing is like sustainable or sustainability when it comes to finances like you can always earn more of course i encourage everybody to sure search for another job find out where can pay you the most get your skills up so that you can um hopefully be able to negotiate for a higher salary but once you've done all that then what like what is really your definition of success when are you going to know this is enough is it ever going to be enough there are people i've coached who were earning a certain amount and nearly double their salary and it still wasn't enough there are people who were earning lower than that but who are so content and grateful and who have a better relationship with money because they understand how to make money okay utilize their skills add value um monetize some of those skills but they also have the balance of having some projects that they don't monetize so that you can actually enjoy things without feeling like oh my god i need to make money from this they can spend on their friends on their family on themselves because they have the balance between um making money and saving it and investing it right so think about what is pursuing you when it comes to money Um I have a question here that says should you compromise on values for ambition or money i.e. burning out for a 12 hour job or taking on too many things because you're trying to get the bag I don't think so I think that it can be very easy to get caught up in the pursuit of ambition and the pursuit of money that you forget the things that really matter in life are probably non-tangible it's not just accruing assets or investing a lot which are really really good things but it's actually the quality of your life like how does your life more than how your life looks how does it actually feel to you like more than what we all see on social media when you go back to your house at night like when you think about your life are you happy with the decisions you're making with your money you may not have a lot of money but how you spend it that being reflective of the values that you have the people in your life what you love to do is actually what matters and it's actually what is important So as I start to round up I'm going to take a couple of questions here. Um this is on investments and it says at what point do you trust certain companies and kind of I guess make the leap into investing um more. When it comes to investing I have a couple of resources on it. So of course on our Instagram page um on and the podcast I also have a book 
for investing for beginners um, and I run investment courses as well. But I will say this, with doing your due diligence with investing, you have to be careful that you don't just get stuck, like an analysis paralysis, right? Like you read and read and read enough um, or you, you know, you keep on reading and you just go down a rabbit hole and you never actually take action. I think taking action is so important. So what I tell people is you have to really look at your relationship with money and almost like talk to yourself about like, this is how I feel. Because sometimes the issue is not even, you're not confident in a company that you want to invest in. Um, it's more so you're scared of parting your away with your money, right? Is that because you think you're going to lose it? Is that because you think if you do lose it, you can't get more? Is that because you are thinking, oh my gosh, I've worked so hard for this money that I just don't want you know, I don't trust anybody else, um, to handle it or to manage it better. But guess what? Like there are people who are trained, um, better than you are to actually handle money. And so sometimes it's just about you taking a very, very small action. I can't say at what point you will get to trust certain companies. I think that you should definitely do your due diligence. You should research, you should speak to people, read reviews, do all of those things, but give yourself an actual time when you're going to take a first action, like tangible action, like, okay, I'm going to finally invest this. Lit it might be a little amount of money, right? And test the waters. And again, the main thing um, that I want you guys to take away from this is really and truly educating yourself. Like speak to people, have conversations with your friends who are better with finances, have conversations with just your friends in general about like, guys, this is where I'm at with money. I'm kind of struggling or this is what I think I want to do. What do you guys think? Um, you guys know a problem shared is half solved. So definitely take, take advantage of that. Now there's another question on like enjoying money versus saving versus kind of building real non-tangible wealth. Um, because there's certain types of people who money is never that deep to them. Like it's just, it's just the thing that goes and comes. If they're broke, they don't really care because they'll probably get some money in soon. Um, but there's people who are like, how do I actually find that balance between enjoying my money versus saving versus building non-tangible wealth, i.e. like like your legacy, like your network, like your, you know, the friendships that you have, like these things that can't be bought by money. And I think again, it's a personal journey. Like personal finance is just that. It is quite personal. You have to look at your money personality, your money um, love language and ask yourself, what are the things that matter to me in life? And how do how does money affect that? So for me, traveling really is important to me. Um, food and taking Ubers and things like that, very much less so. And so the way my money mindset is structured is anything that pushes me towards traveling or new experiences. I kind of lean towards that. And I want to do that a lot more. Um, and so that's where most of my savings will go to as well as setting up for my future self. So buying and investing in a property, right. But also making sure that I'm taking care of me today and the things that I want. So it is a fine dance that everybody kind of has to find their own rhythm on. Um, but I think that that's the most important thing is figure out what matters to you in life and how money can push you towards those things. And then, um, finally, I want to leave you with this question. What does being rich mean to you? It means something different to everyone and it is very 
tough question to ask because I'm sure being rich can have so many meanings to different people um, based on how you grew up, where you're at now, where you're trying to go. Some of us um, want to be as great as our parents. Some of us want to be greater than our parents. And money does affect the decisions that you make to get to where you want to be. But what does being rich mean to you? Like, is it just about getting the money, getting maybe fame? Is it about the relationships that you have? Is it about traveling? Or is it really about the impact that you leave in this world and the legacy that you want people to talk about when you're not in the room? Um, so I want you guys to think about that. And yeah, that's really everything that I have to say, guys. I hope you have enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Of course, if you haven't subscribed already, as always, please do let me know what you think. Answer this question. Um, what does being rich mean to you in the comments? and share it with your friends as well let me know how you guys like the podcast and i will see you in the next one okay bye